Um, Tracy's hosting, so. Oh, so I okay. I'm taking it. I'm taking it right from the beginning. Oh snap! Okay, okay. I should have prepared a little intro. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to our No Latency Podcast Q and A. Woo! We got the whole cast here. Um, y'all finished season one. How do you How do you feel? Uh, feel yeah yeah. I, I mean, Relieved. Relieved. <laughs> Relieved. Sad. We worked on this story for a long time, and it's you know, it's it's hard when something comes to an end. Always. Yeah. Well, how long did yeah. we work on it? Like how uh, long we started? We, we started. Uh, we started broadcasting it on March third, twenty twenty one, and we started recording it about two months prior to that. So a year and a half. Wow. Yes, more. Wow. So we have a lot of questions um, for all of you. By the way, hi, everybody. I'm Tracy, also known as Magitech, Miss Magitech. I've guested on the show quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, I, if you you might have seen me on the most recent Racing, Racing for Joy. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But I'm here to, to talk to the cast and kind of take some of the questions that you all have submitted uh, either on Patreon or other means of the internets mm-hmm. and ask the cast about the season. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into it and we will just go through all these questions and just have a good chat. So let's start with, I really like this. Uh, I really like some of these submitted questions here. Um, I'm going to start with this one from Aaron uh, who said, what was the inspiration behind everyone's characters? We'll just start. We'll start. We'll start with the character talk. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll, I'm, I'll go I'm, first. I, yeah. I had no idea. Um, I <laughs> I don't know what happened, but um, I kind of let everybody else pick their class first. Um, and what was left was like lawman and corpo, and there was no way I was going to be a lawman, so. Um, I don't know. I, oh, I based her off of the woman who did the blood thing, but she's, she tanked a whole company. Oh my God. Oh, yes. What's that? Sornos? Yes. Um, uh, yes. Was that her name? Or is that the no. name of the company? <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. But the, yeah, the story about the pill thing. The tiny amount of blood in the machine and it didn't work. Yes. Anyway, yes. it's based off of that woman. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. So if you want to uh, tell me more about I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. I'll <laughs> pull it up. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that inspiration in a second, I guess. Well, I, my, my inspiration, I think, is pretty clear. Um, it's a cowboy. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I did a very similar thing uh, to Jade, which was, you know, wait until everyone else did their thing and then be like, hey, what we got left? And... Uh, I saw Nomad and like, I think the, the kind of, I think it's fun to take something that's not normally in the genre and kind of force its way into the genre, just beat the living hell out of it until it's works in the genre that you're in. Uh, and yeah, having like a fun, like, you know, uh, gunslinging cowboy in a cyberpunk city, I think is fun and kind of plays against type. Uh, and I already knew that I was going to be like the butt of the joke. I always knew I was going to be like the 
comic relief, the uh, more the less serious of the group. I already knew that was going to be my my shtick, uh, and then to just add that on with gunslinging cowboy just seemed like a fun time, and so far it has been. Yeah, uh, I was uh, into a lot of Japanese research at the time. I was playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. And so the main guy from that, I think, was my inspiration, wanting to be sort of like a street samurai, working for Arasaka, wielding a sword, going around, killing people. And that was kind of what I was about. So, yeah, that was me. So you were like, you were like, what if Ghost of Tsushima in Cyberpunk? And I was like, what if Red Dead Redemption 2 in Cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin? I mean, mine was more of like just kind of a a, a, a lucky pick, to be honest. Um, I when I got asked to do it, I immediately ran and made like I think five different characters from five different jobs, and just was like, "Hey, um, which one do you think would work best?" <laughs> and we just kind of came to the uh, assumption after I heard most of everyone else's, I was like, okay, I'm just going to pick the tech because uh, everyone, like the other ones just kind of were already picked by everyone else. And when I was thinking about making my character, I was like, all right, what's the best game breaking way to handle it? So that way it just annoys our DM and was like, I'm just going to take a mix of, um, an old anime that I had recently watched called Dead Leaves. Dead Leaves! Oh, Dead okay. Leaves! Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to make my character based off of them. Um, I have gotten asked before if it's based off of Saga. Um, Saga, yeah. Which yeah. So I had no idea about. In, in all honesty, I had never read Saga. I hadn't heard about Saga until we had started the show. And uh, Kendall was like, are you based off of Saga? I was like, "What? what's that? Um... But <laughs> uh, eventually, I did buy um, Saga at Comic-Con, so mm. I now have it. Nice. Um, I'm only one chapter in, so no spoilers. So that was the, the TV head inspiration. It was Dead, mm -hmm. dead Leaves. It was Dead Leaves. Retro and yep. Candy, right? Like, yes. His name is Retro. Oh, yeah. you literally yeah. saw the name too. <laughs> yeah. What about the what about the names? Did you all have like naming characters to me is always like very difficult. I also steal I usually steal from like The Witcher, uh in my D&D &D character. I always steal like character names. So do you do you all have like a method for like going about naming the character? Uh, well, I just I just find something. I that just sticks. chose something <laughs> that seemed to be the most. I wanted something because I knew. Look, here's the thing about names and RPGs is that everyone shortens their name. You this have you always have a long name, and then there's a short version of that. So I knew that I had to have that baked in, uh, and I just tried to find the most like old timey name that I could. And Jebediah sound like sounded like the right move, and then that shortens the Jeb, which I think is great. And then to name Sloane, uh, that one was actually way harder. I, f I got Jebediah in my head and was like, boom, that's it. It's done. But naming Sloane was a little tougher because I wanted it to be something different. I wanted to be like a not, I didn't want it to be like Kathy or like Sarah. I wanted it to be something a little more, have a little more mystique in there. And I think I nailed it with Sloane. Mm -hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. 
it is night city and like a lot of times too especially with like cyberpunk you kind of have like maybe you might have a real name but you also have a handle so you know that's also interesting iona doesn't get shortened ever <laughs> believe me i've tried <laughs> uh i mean i know with mine i know like i had again just stolen it from death leaves as well um which was a kind of more of a happenstance. I had already came up with the idea of having my character's nickname being retro before the TV head deal. Cause I was already kind of thinking of having them being this kind of stonerish, um, uh, you know, mad alchemist wizard of tech, um, you know, kind of, you know, how pot smokers can consistently make anything out of a, you know, they can make a bong out of a VCR. And, I had came up with the name. I just wanted to have a really interesting name. So I had found uh, an old Creole because that was the idea to have um, Retro B Creole. And um, I was going with uh, Ramingus Ortiz, otherwise shortened to Remy. Um, And I also kind of like, I know for me, I like having characters that do have nicknames, but I don't like having cool nicknames. Because if anybody who's ever had a nickname realizes, you don't get a nickname for being cool and badass. A nickname is always because of something stupid you did or something funny that happened to you. That's what a nickname is based off of. So that's why I like creating a nickname that's more based off of an event for the character. Sick. Yeah, I don't remember how I came up with Sano. I just, I think I just made it up. It just sounded cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I had a, a code name that was like Straight Edge or something, but that sounded really dumb. So like, <laughs> and it died like, so quickly. I like abandoned it like episode one. I was like, <laughs> like yes, yeah, so, Straight Edge. It's still in. The, it's still in the episode. Though. Yeah, um, but then I was like, oh, hey, I use a katana. It doesn't have a straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what? Right, whatever. How did you come up with Iona? Um, I decided that I wanted her to be Romanian, and then I looked up Romanian ah, names. Okay, that's okay. Uh, Iona is a just a generic Romanian name, and Popescu is the most common last name in Romania. <laughs> nice. ah. Wow. Okay, so we talked a little bit, um, you know, about your characters, but more specifically, I want to ask now about your character arcs this season. Um, So a question from Patreon from Pirate Rabbit Sim uh, asked, what does everybody think about their character arcs? What arc? Just this season. (laughs) Overall. Uh, or are... if there are any specific arcs uh, that you're like, I had this, my character went through this during this time. And yeah. You know, I think there's, there's something interesting that happens when playing RPGs with people. Uh, like when you first start a, a campaign. And I think that is that the arc that everyone goes through is learning where they sit in the group dynamic, you know? And that, I mean, sometimes it happens immediately. Sometimes it takes the entire session or the entire season. And sometimes it happens in a few episodes. Right. And uh, I think that, I think that the way I started playing Jeb was pretty kind of, you know, uh, airheadedy kind of immediately, 
but it was it was this interesting thing that happened where I started to feel that that Jeb's place in the group dynamic was the like sit back and uh hit him hard <laughs> like hit him hard with the jokes and then like get back and like let everyone else take the spot for a bit and it was kind of weird once i had a whole arc of like becoming a bit of a celebrity and like learning to like drive in the death race uh and when i had to be like front stage i was like oh wow this is like i haven't really done this in this show much uh and that was interesting from a kind of meta standpoint uh that's the best i could do for, for <laughs> commenting on a uh on a season-wide arc yeah sano's arc is very interesting because it's very internal of him you know very clearly having a goal to hate arasaka and then learning he was created by arasaka like in more ways than one because he was a clone uh, and uh, that was a really interesting um, role-playing challenge of how how am I able to verbalize the internal struggles that Sano is going through. Uh, and I thought it was very fun uh, to play out. And they very much wanted early on uh, for Sano to make the sacrifice play uh, because I feel like that's exactly what he would do. Um, and especially learning that he was a clone and really literally built from like the evil um, methods of this company uh, that he was like, yeah, this is my goal in life um, to to do this. And also really um, learning to really appreciate everybody on the crew. Um, I think going from very standoffish to very, very friendly and bantery. Um, to everyone, especially retro, which we had a whole. Uh, if you listen to the Patreon, we had a whole little sitcom together <laughs> um, where we bonded through that a lot too. So, I think I really liked Sano's arc. I really love the shy, like kind of aggressive type character opening up uh, and becoming. I love that trope in anime, is like um, opening up to everybody else and and making friends. And uh, yeah, that was really fun to play. Anybody um, else have a yeah. arc journey? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I know for for Remy, Remy, I don't think really had much of like an arc within our first season, um, mainly because I think I was still trying to figure what Remy's wants and needs were, as well as I feel like kind of creating more of a bonds with the rest of the characters. Um, I mean, I know that I think I've maybe created some arc stuff with Iona as we've had our reactions for certain things. Um, uh, you know, I mean, like, I think if we're going to go off of main arcs would probably be the Sano and Retro show on Patreon um, for most of the stuff of the kind of bonding that we had there. In all honesty, for a lot of the stuff, I feel like if we're talking about this, I viewed very much of our characters kind of more in a, in yeah, yeah, somewhat of a sitcom-y way of our characters reacting to each other of like the sitcom friends. You know, I saw Jeb being very much of a Phoebe and Iona very much a Ross. Sano was a Monica and my character, of course, was a Chandler, so. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. 
I don't agree. <laughs> also, at one point, at one point, you did get a duck, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> I think the duck arc is, you know, the best. Yes, I do. The duck arc. The duck arc. <laughs> no duck to duck. Very simple, but <laughs> right. effective. I I liked having characters that were at slightly different stages of their arc because Retro and Iona both had. Uh, stuff that happened before the main podcast started and it was fun bringing that back and really genuinely not talking about it and just letting you guys role play that in the moment that was super great yeah it's i think it's always um interesting to start any campaign with um at least two characters knowing each other so the fact that we had actual like live play experience where we met each other um, that is recorded and available somewhere. I don't know where. Um, on the Patreon. Oh, on the Patreon. <laughs> I assumed on the Patreon, but I didn't know. It is know. on the Patreon, yeah. It's pinned at the top as the main thing. Um, but yeah, it it built an interesting relationship, especially because Remy and Iona are two very, very different people. So uh, adding, so since it was brought up uh, by both Sano and Retro, uh, I figured I will ask this next question from Supersonic Mike. Uh, so the, the Sano and Retro show, uh, what, was the, what was the inspiration for it? And, and I guess for you, Binary, and, and for the, the cast, will we see something like this um, and more side quests for season two? Uh, yeah, I really loved the idea once. Once we started playing and realized, oh, we are kind of opposites of each other. You are heavy tech, and I am heavy not tech and trying and despised tech. Um, and the same thing with like Jeb and Iona. It's just like the outside dirty environment, like inside clean corpo. Like all of us are like op complete opposites. Um, and so I thought it would be funny to be roommates with uh, Remy uh, and uh, to have that bond us. Uh, and also, uh, the Sano and Retro show is just kind of a runoff gag. It's like, okay, what would they talk about? And <laughs> Pretty so much. We literally just did improv sessions together <laughs> where we, we did like an hour of improv takes of us as their characters doing that. Um, so, and that was fun. That was really great. Yeah. And then they sent it to me and like half of them they haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. There's a bunch of uncut footage out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. of just like bits that just did not make it out there. Yeah. There's a few more to come in September. There's like one or two episodes left. It's based off you two are because we we said something about you two being an odd couple, and then we were like, <laughs> "Oh, the odd couple, right? <laughs> you gotta do it." Yeah. And I add uh, I add a live studio audience sound effect, so there's like laughter and clapping and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think Brilliant. that's the part that makes me I think laugh the most when I've gone back to re-listen to them, because for sure every time whenever we're recording. Uh, we're both, I think there's points where we're just kind of like hold for laughter. I think it's sometimes of like, do we think this actual joke landed or not? <laughs> um, know, oh, uh, and, and what will it come? Will there be more for season will, two? Will no, there be more. There, there won't well, be more Sano and Retro, retro show obviously. Season two. <laughs> Very sad. Very sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, any other uh, any other like spin-off stuff for, that you think would be planned? I mean, we did something with Jeb. We did. I would love Jeb to see recap. at least one episode of the Ayana and Jeb show. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> um, that's that's gonna have to be a, a fundraising goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just four minutes of Let's awkward silence. Well, I imagine it'd be mostly Jeb like talking to Iona, asking <laughs> questions, and trying to get like just something out of her, and then just Iona being like j- one word answers, and then silence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Iona doesn't hate Jeb. No. No, but I, I if you've I think... listened, if you've listened to the series, Iona doesn't hate Jeb. Iona bought you a new duster. That's true. And she cares uh, about you. She cares about everybody. Yeah. Oh, Jeb cares about everyone um, equally, and except for except for who's Sloane, who he loves above everybody. That's right. <laughs> including <laughs> himself, I would say. Uh, and speaking of which, that's essentially what we what we spun off was the Jeb and Sloane show, if you will. Um, but we're uh, we're calling it the uh, the Jeb Diaries. And it's uh, uh, and Jeb, Jeb No Latency Tales is what actually it ended up being. Jeb No Latency Tales. I had this yeah. great idea of calling it Sloan Liloquies. <laughs> I oh, think it's I very said no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially a soliloquy said by yeah. Jeb recapping yeah. uh, the, the, the arc told to Sloan. Sloan yeah. Liloquy. It's brilliant. And uh, I, I, I've been dashed of my creative voice. Yeah. And I animated it. <laughs> So it's going to be fun. It's on YouTube uh, mid uh, September. So you can see that we're just constantly redoing old '60s, '70s TV shows. First one was The Odd Couple. Now it's now it's Mr. Ed. You know who knows what we'll have in next. Mr. Ed. Mr. Uh, Ed. It's so good. <sighs> okay, let's see. There's a lot of good like questions related to the players here. So I'm going to try to. Boats. Yeah. Um, I okay. Let's do this one. Uh, what was the biggest surprise for each of the players and for binary? I know this is sometimes hard to like think about. Uh, you have to kind of think back to things. And but if there's anything that jumps out to anybody, like oh yeah, this was a surprising moment or something that surprised me. Another I have a question from uh, Supersonic Mike. Thank you, Supersonic. I actually have a, a, a kind of a, a spinoff question off of that, or more of a pointed question off of that to to binary um which is it it really seems like you um you know delicately planned and intricately wove this story together from the beginning uh how much of how much of the story did you have in mind and how much did you allow to spontaneously occur through our actions I was really careful to let you guys do weird shit to get these vending machines. <laughs> it was kind of like that's that I was that's going to be the freedom in my head because it has to end somewhere. So hopefully it ends with them rescuing Domino. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. That was kind of my loose thing. That's kind of the thing I want to happen at the end as a storyteller and as a GM. Um and the rest was like here's a building and it's here. I wonder how they'll get it. Uh sometimes there was a puzzle that I thought might be fun if somebody solved it. Uh, and a lot of the time you guys were a step ahead of where I expected you to be. And then you would spend too long talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, big surprise. I'm a clone. That was a big one. 
that was huge. I totally did not see that coming. Uh, that blew me away. That was for sure. That's my answer. I so think that was really probably fun. my favorite part, though, is uh, mm. as I pulled the. It's not Total Recall. It's the other movie where the, the with the eyeball thing. Uh, yeah, Sixth Day. No, no. Uh, I think it's a Sixth Day. Like, Blade yeah. Runner? It's Sixth Day, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but you can tell if you thoughts about like how deep in the clone they are, and I I just mentioned that offhand and binary ran with it. And, mm. Yeah, during the recording, I was like googling what uh what a a one was in binary code so i could have the correct binary code under his eye and stuff it was fun we do that we did that a lot for season one where someone players or me would come up with a good idea be like oh no 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 let's go back that should be part of this and we've totally just retcon stuff because it's just more fun mm. <laughs> um there's two in my mind for sure that i think were like the big re- the big reveals that caught me um the first one was this binary code that we get in these messages. Oh, yeah. um, we'd get, we, we've been playing for at least half the year so far, maybe two thirds. And hadn't really know, like we kind of saw it at the bottom, but didn't really notice it. We just thought it was more of an aesthetic. Um, and at one point there was like a bunch of messages that got thrown at us. And I was kind of reading them all over to make sure I got everything written down in my notes. And I started noticing that the binary in them, were not the same so then while in the middle of a session while we're recording and while we're playing i am i've muted my mic and i just start typing seriously typing because i can't <laughs> copy and paste it because it's a it's a picture file and i'm just i'm just like oh this is starting to say something here um and i i can't remember exactly which episode that was that it ended up coming out with but yeah i think there was like a whole big bit where i was just like I, someone did t- try talking to me at one point i think it might have got cut out and i was like Shh, quiet i'm trying to actually break this binary <laughs> in there <laughs> kept doing the thing while i was trying to do that um the second one uh, uh for a surprise even though the biggest surprise i got was that one the second one which was my favorite because I absolutely had no idea it was going to happen and come, and I don't think anybody did. Uh, but the improv was um, the couch at Steve Mansion. Because you're welcome for that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's in the blooper reel, by the way. So I was just, I was just trying to be my character and being uh, kind of a klepto. I like, I'm the kind of person as a gamer who ravages through everything to get all the items to put in the bag right so i was like oh there's a couch you know i'm sure there's like a couple of eddies that are probably falling in there and of course when we split the group what happens we get a nice improv between <laughs> iona and sano of what terrible things that have now happened to this couch and now they've all become canon on uh, and i can't do anything i just have to sit back and react to it now <laughs> because of it um that one's my favorite because that one genuinely caught me by surprise and in all honesty was extremely funny because again i couldn't do anything about it i think it's probably one of my favorite bits on the show is that even though it is for sure gross. bullying it's also gross <laughs> it's for sure bullying. <laughs> very very bullying uh what about you binary did you have any surprise moments as a gm um i have my favorite moments that i have watched these people enjoy uh 
and honestly, one of my favorites was uh, when uh, Iona found Dash in uh, Space Station X. Uh, sorry, not Space Station, in Station X. It was... It is, it is so exciting to, to be like, hey, I've got kind of a skeleton of a story. Will you add the meat? You know, as a GM, this is kind of like, here, do, do something with it. That's fun that I don't expect, so it will be fun. And it, Sorry, go ahead. And I just, Jade just knocked out of the park. <laughs> if you don't so... know who Dash is, Dash is from the original one shot. Was right. not a part of was not a part of the Iona's first assistant. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that was my first assistant who was but sacrificed. Even, yeah, but even without context of that, you still get from the episode and from that moment that this person is important. And that like previous circumstances doesn't need someone to sort of stand there and give exposition. It came out in the in the story and, and the way that that moment happened. It was just really fun. And it was really fun to edit, too. It was one of those moments that I edited and cried at the same time. Oh, really good. That's awesome. That was one of my favorites. Um, uh, and then yeah, I suppose that's one of them. And then uh, the other one was when uh, when uh, Evan found the binary code, but also found it <laughs> while we weren't recording and waiting for something to download. And I came out <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> <It's great. laughs> uh, so uh kendall this question is for you since you brought it up uh in this past question about surprises um supersonic also asked did kendall decide sano as a clone at the beginning or did that did like did that come up organically or was that like just something that was a surprise <laughs> Hey No Latency listeners, it's Spoon. I play Jeb here on No Latency, but I also produce the brand new show, System Switch. And it's called System Switch because every few episodes, we take our same beloved characters and throw them into a completely new universe in the form of a new role-playing game. We'll go from steampunk to cyberpunk, from fantasy to sci-fi, from romantic comedy to dark comedy, from D&D to Call of Cthulhu, and everything in between. So, join us on our romp through the multiverse by searching for System Switch on your favorite podcasting app. Oh, yeah, it was a big surprise. Uh, wow. Bi- Binary asked me, there is something I want to do that might change your backstory. Are you cool with it? I was like, yeah, I'm super cool with it. I love anything like that. That like makes I'm me rethink... Cool. Yeah, I'm super cool. Makes me rethink uh, how you view your reality. I think anytime that affects a character, it's always interesting because it's automatically dramatic. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And I knew something was coming, but I didn't know it was clone. And when it came up, I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And for the record, I uh, we, we we knew... Kendall was going to die. Um, all of us did. Uh, yeah. But uh, the thing with the clone and all of his story being involved, like I, I said to Kendall, what can I do? And Kendall said something along the lines of, do whatever you want, which is a dangerous thing to say to a GM. Dude, hey, he is also a very good, good GM for the mm-hmm. record. Um, so he knew what he was getting into. And I, and I had a lot of fun playing with your history and like weaving it a bit deeper into the story. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. I like that. It's nice, like when there's that that 
I would say, I guess like even like the trust where it's like, okay, I, I, I leave it in your hands and, and tell the story. And uh, it's, it's, that's one of my favorite things about like tabletop role playing and telling a good story together is when you can entrust yeah. that and, and do that collaborative storytelling. So it's pretty cool. I really like that. So uh, I'm going through most of like these deeper player questions and then we can kind of move into some different questions. Um, but another question for all of the players and, and even the GM, um, anything that you, anything you'd want to do differently if you could do it again in this season? Uh, and this question comes from uh, Swirly Inc. Uh, so is there anything this past season that you think you would do differently if you could do it again. It's a tough, it's a deep one. I like it. <laughs> deep player uh, question. <laughs> probably not spit moonshine into a fireball. <laughs> you don't know until you try. Yeah. I I do have uh, something I would change, and that is. Uh, Sloan was like a huge part of my character at the very beginning and like it was so awesome having this it was so helpful to roleplay when there's something so grounded and so like this stake in the ground that you can always tie yourself back to you know um, and Sloan was great for that and then as soon as she was like healed it was like whoop broop, and then she was just gone and she hardly came into play afterwards and so I definitely wish I would have played with Sloan a little bit more and had more of a relationship there because I think that's a fun that's a fun dynamic to have and uh you'll and because of that I think you'll see a lot more Sloan in season two um I wish that I had rolled more sanitizer checks I like it, it again it was a part <laughs> of my character that we established and then didn't really use so that that we used it a lot later in the season um and from the recordings of the beginning of this season we have already started incorporating it a lot more it's it was such a fun homebrew thing to put together um and we've had a lot of fun with like random yeah. homebrew things we just want to make up and add yeah mm. yeah i think i wish i interacted with uh vendel more uh, I think there was a relationship mm. that was building there uh, that Aww. I don't know. I feel like that could have, I've could have played more into that and we could have had more conversations, but it, I don't know. I think the character too was a bit afraid to do that because he kind of knew he would wanted to make a sacrifice play. So he was kind of keeping away purposely too. So I don't know if I changed that, but maybe find, find more places where that could more organically happen. I don't yeah. know. Makes sense. Anything for Remy? Well, uh, not really. I don't think there's really anything that I would want to change. It's perfect. Perfect. I'm no regrets. No regrets. Most of the time when everyone usually thinks about making changes is because, you know, something didn't go your way and you kind of wanted uh, a, a more than likely a better reaction to it. For me, going playing in this game, um, there were a lot of things that definitely did not go my way or things that went a lot of our ways. But I don't want to change anything because even though there were some definitely difficult and tense times while playing, 
this is one of the times in playing with the group where very in a very quick time and i think comparably for playing wise um, i realized that our styles and our trust in each other was um exemplar me exemplar me i can't even say it right now <laughs> i i'm so overcome with emotion with it um <laughs> we I don't know. I I think there's those times where people were playing wise with like things that you want to do or things with your character. And I know that there's very much the, this is what my character would do. But I think a lot of times within the game that nobody ever stopped anybody from making a character choice with their character or, or put them really down for the choices that they did with their character. And I think everybody had trust within that we're not purposely trying to ruin the game or hurt each other or anything like that and still be able to have moments of um, tense emotion or anger or just anything that's just well above a comfort level, but trust within our style of playing and within um, our style of improv and recording that we're not hurting each other. We all know and trust each other that this is just, the game the show the story that we're telling and that we can suffer whatever little small indignities or big indignities that we can after a while we can go back and still be friends afterwards so no i don't think there's anything i would want to change i fully accept everything that's bad that's happened because that's who we become now To uh, to sum it up, no regrets. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> um, which Ambrizi asked a similar question um, to this: Where has anyone oh, ever Breezy. made a decision? Has anyone ever made a decision or role that they regretted? It's oh, that's hard to, I, that's hard to call favorite, that. My favorite decisions are the ones that screw things up. I yeah. I I love being the one that's like I'm gonna make a stupid decision because impulse uh, either, decisions are great. Either yeah. it works out <laughs> and it's great, or it fails horribly, and that just makes for an even better story. Like it's boring just to see everyone. Like it, it's funny because you know you roll and you're like, oh, hooray, thirty-seven on this hand sanitizer roll. Hooray! It's green on the screen. But like, it's so much more fun when <laughs> mm-hmm. shit goes awry and like you have and you're like just in deeper shit now. And the, the problem is just just compounding on itself and you have to rack your brain to figure out some way to get out of it. That's uh, that's that story. <laughs> I don't so know. No. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, like I regret um in station 19 um like turning on remy so much it really marred our relationship and i don't i i as a player did not understand what uh, like evan was doing as a as a character and uh and it kind of fucked up the whole relationship. And now it's it's really interesting because we have a relationship based off of that. But um, at the time, I was like, God damn it. I wish that I were smarter. <laughs> I wish I had understood what you were doing. Um, if I'm going to say any roles that I feel I regret, um, 
are any successes that we got for hand sanitizer. And I wanted to see that thing fail more often. <laughs> there were plenty of times in which yeah. sanitizer it's failed. Always, I don't, and, and every single one has been genuine and every single one has been at a perfect time for it to happen, which has just been <laughs> It's brilliant. bad. I don't like it. It's, I know, but it's also just one of my favorite things because I'm always just hoping for It's a role play like, only effect. One, I love one, rules like one. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, any other regrets? That anybody wants to share? Nah, YOLO. Okay, I like YOLO. <laughs> nah, YOLO. Um, and you're dead now, so that life <laughs> that worked out. Yeah, that's matter. it. Oh, <laughs> you only live um, once. You're dead. Okay, so I'm going to switch it up and start talking about some like more show questions, and then we'll go to some sad sano questions, and then we'll do some fun uh, general questions. Um, so let's let's uh, change it up and talk about uh, like the show itself and the system, because um, there's quite a few questions about that. Uh, so this first question is from that gamer Ajax. Uh, so what drew you to using Cyberpunk for the system? I'm curious myself. What what was the the draw to Cyberpunk Red? I wanted to play it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to play. I did. I did. I was did, like, did, I want to play it. And did the players? Did the players also like, or was it more like you binary? Like, we're doing Cyberpunk Red. Uh, kind <laughs> of. I I got invited <laughs> to be on Save the D eight by Evan. Uh, sorry, by Jade, and then Evan uh, and I started chatting. He was like, "Oh, hey, do you want to do a uh, uh, a one shot for their Patreon?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "Do you want to do D anD D?" And he was like, "Nah." Do you want to do Cyberpunk Red? And I was like, "Yeah." And so we did, <laughs> and it was really fun. Uh, and then after that, I was like, "I really enjoyed editing it. It's very long. It's on the Patreon, mm -hmm. but I I really enjoyed editing it." And then I was like, "I kind of want to keep doing it." And I mm. asked some of the players, and most of them said yes. And the other one was like, hey, I'm just too busy. And I was like, okay, peace, have fun. Thank you for being part of this. And then we brought uh, uh, Spoon and, and Kendall on, and, and then we made a show. And it was fun. We sure uh, but the system itself I liked. But I, I, I started reading about because of the video game, and I'm not embarrassed about that. Mm. And so you you all started uh, No Latency. What Do you remember the, the – this is very specific – the month and year – because I remember when Cyberpunk Red first launched, and I'm wondering how long after. Uh, we were technically we, playing the Jumpstart kit, so okay, mid late January of 2021. 2021. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, no, actually. So, so it came late out, 2020. Very late 2020. Yes, actually. it came out in 20 like late 2020. Yeah. So you guys, you guys probably started like right just before, before Christmas. We started actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay, still. November, it was still December when we started. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys were there like we right in the beginning for a while. Yeah. Yeah, right in the beginning when Cyberpunk Red just was getting very popular. So that's pretty cool. Um, so you, I know you've said that, it, uh, Binary, that takes a very long time <laughs> to to go through these. And this is another question I'm kind of curious about. Um, how long does it take to edit the episodes um, uh, from Am from Ambry, uh, Ambry Z? Um and do you have a favorite sound effect that you use? Because you you all use a lot of oh uh, yeah we use so effects. Many. Yeah. So um, I I I thought I had an answer for the, my favorite sound effect, but I actually realized what my favorite sound effect is, uh, which I'll answer secondly. Uh, it takes me when I first started doing this. It took me about fourteen hours to edit an episode, 
it doesn't take nearly that long anymore. It takes about six, um, six to eight, depending on if, if it's a really heavy episode. And I usually break that up into about two sessions. Um, and my favorite sound effect, I was going to say, there's this like crash clang noise that I use a lot and I kind of like slow it down and speed it up. But actually, it's, it's the drop hit. Bam, bam. It's the musical drop hit that we have at the beginning, <laughs> at the end of every episode. Yeah, it's like just that. like pretty, it's it pretty really good. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's very distinctive. And I, I, I really, really like it. That's the one I think. It's funny, you... it's funny because like I when we were at the when we were at Comic Con uh, at the panel and you played which you can more... now look at it on YouTube you can yes you can hey. uh, and you played more of the song than normal because like I I you hear we all hear the like the whole <laughs> intro right and then, the bah, bah, and then it like yeah. keeps going and you're like <laughs> and you're like there's more to the song it's a bop it is a bop feel like it totally changes like tone it's really weird <laughs> it is it's like kind of like That's so funny right and then it goes and it gets crazy anyway uh if what who did it who did that song uh, it's available on it's available on uh, it's available on iTunes, and I'll put the name of the band in the comments of this video and the show notes. I just want to look it Shout up. Shout out right to now. them; it's a banger. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it's ahead, just to say, oh yeah, no, my favorite sound effects is uh, whenever I make a sound effect and then Binary uses it in the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's, those are always my favorite. Like when Jeb hits the show off button on that thing that's broken. In the show, it's like this horrible, <laughs> grindy noise, but it's actually Jade going ba <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so great! You I love have, that. <laughs> the binary got mad at me in the first few like runs of the show, like the first because I kept doing my own sound effects. He's like, "You gotta stop." And I was like, <laughs> Jade, it's okay. <laughs> they can make all the sound. No, no, it's become it's become a trope now. So we just lean yeah. in. Like Jeb, no more. There it is, food, yeah, no more. <laughs> uh, the song is called "Grit and Chips" by T-shirts and sweats. Mm. There it is. Cool. Oh, I'll have to listen to it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, binary. When you, like, I have to ask. This is a Tracy question. Um, do you like honestly editing podcasts? See, is like such a, a task. And do, do you like set aside time? Like, do you schedule in your calendar every week? Like, this is my time. And do you like force yourself to do it? Because I mean, you, you, you all are like very scheduled and it's like, you will release the episodes. So it's like, do you like that? To me, that requires a lot of discipline. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious for you, like how, how you do it. You like, you make sure like yeah. every Sunday I'm doing this and that's it. Yeah. I find a time before, uh, we've now built up a decent backlog, which has been really nice. Cause I yeah. can like spend a bit more time editing. And so it takes, I make sure I get one done a week and that keeps me ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty proud that we have always had an episode come out on Wednesday, whether it's a side quest, a blooper reel or a regular episode. We've always had yeah. something come out. Um, a, and unfortunately you really need to do that for like algorithms and stuff yes yes it's consistency is hard <laughs> and you guys have managed to keep that consistency so that's very admirable honestly about um, 85 episodes all told including this i think yeah that's that's amazing um because it's so not a easy. whole lot of content especially like when you have like things like full-time jobs and other things that you have to manage um it is just it's not easy <laughs> Oh, it's a struggle. So that's awesome. Um, I was just curious. 
Uh, okay, so do you all plan on ever doing live streams or recording without an audience? Is that something? Like video? Yeah, that's actually, or only, oh, so do you plan on doing live? This is another uh, supersonic mic. Thanks for all your questions, by the way. Thanks, Mike. Um, Do you plan on, okay, I'll I'll ask this part and then the second part will, do you plan on ever doing live streams for no latency? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we did, we did, we did, we did a live panel. This is true. The answer that was, that was apparently, maybe? Maybe? I don't think the main story would be live streamed unless it was like a finale or something for something. I think possibly like a side quest could be fun or, you know, something like that that yeah. I could, we could do a live stream about. But uh, the main the main story is, is very much focused on being a, an edited radio play experience set in the cyberpunk world where we mm-hmm. improvise over the game and... and uh, I think that's what that's our kind of fingerprint on this. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is someone that's going to already ask this question, but uh, I would imagine that people are probably curious as to how much is cut. Like a how lot. much? Mm. How much is about twenty two percent? Yeah, about twenty two percent. Oh, that's just about. Yeah, yeah that's a very specific number. Twenty two percent. Uh, I cut a lot of ums and ahs, a lot of silence because our show sounds really tight, but actually we have a little bit of a stream delay. So I just Mm. tighten that up. Um, Mm -hmm. I get rid of ums a lot Mm -hmm. from everyone, less me than anyone else because I forget because I just hear my own voice and I'm like, yeah, yeah, shut up me. Um, I'm just trying to find you guys. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So about 22% uh, on episodes where there's a lot of fighting, it's even more than that. Usually like 35% or something crazy. How much do you how much do you cut like entire bits? Uh only the initiative talk more than anything <laughs> else. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Pretty sure listening to it, most bits stay in. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of them are in a folder called bloopers, and I'm slowly releasing those as well. So I I do wonder, like, uh I or rather I should say it's important to note that like i don't think we ever re-recorded anything or like you know we're like oh we didn't like that let's try it again mm-hmm. which i don't necessarily think is a bad thing if we did do that but uh mm-hmm. i don't think we've ever done that hmm. no it's good for like just general like what it's like to because uh, for me myself i mean i've never uh besides this done a podcast uh actual play tabletop so it is interesting and like if there's ever issues, it's like, well, well, do we just go back and do the ep- redo the episode, or it's like, no, like th- that's good that you know you guys just. We've gone back on punches. tiny moments where it was like, oh, actually, no, this is t- no, let's have this character be here, and I was like, oh yeah, great, and we we've done or that. Like, oh, but... sorry, I fumbled up that line. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. we've done that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah, you can do. You have a lot more leeway to do that when you're pre-recording stuff. You can go back yeah, if you need to. We can't do this live. We look like. <laughs> Hold on, we have to go back. <laughs> it's like, no, this okay, is live. Backtrack on chat. Can we go back we in time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So live streams, probably, maybe, but it seems like, yeah, recording for is... a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so another general question. Um, do you use a VTT, virtual tabletop, during the gameplay? 
and if so, is it just for quick reference? Do players move the tokens? Storyteller move the tokens? How does it usually go for y'all when you're playing on your VTT? I have a hot take that I will tell oh, after, oh, after, oh. after Binary goes into the details. Mm -hmm. uh, we use Roll20. I make kind of maps that are kind of pseudo maps. They aren't on a grid. And I've made tokens for everyone, and you guys move them around sometimes. Usually when positioning in the room is important, but most of the time you role play by like looking at the map as if you're in the space, at least from my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like there to be something for uh, the players to see, even though we're an audio-only experience. And a lot of those maps end up on our Patreon. Hashtag sh uh, shameless plug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, hot take take? That, hot take? uh, my hot take is that uh, Cyberpunk Red is very tactical um and relies heavily on on combat and because mm -hmm. of that if we didn't play on a, on a vtt it would be kind of weird yes yeah, you're not wrong even though you you all have a lot of role play um it definitely you also have a decent amount of combat so yeah it does help to have a map i've noticed also when running cyberpunk red yeah that is a good question um, okay, so again, going through these more technical questions. Okay, this is some kind of similar to what we had earlier. Uh, so how did you end up doing Cyberpunk Red with follow-up? Oh, did anyone play Cyberpunk prior to this? No. Um, nope. Well, I still don't play Cyberpunk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jade has never played Cyberpunk in their life. <laughs> Nope. Never. So Never. Uh, before this the one like... shot, I hadn't GM'd at this length yes. really uh, at all. Okay. Um, and what was the first non D and D Pathfinder tabletop that everybody's played? It's a good question. Hmm. The first, RPG, yeah, the first, yeah, RPG first that... RPG that isn't D and D or Pathfinder. Blades in the dark. Blades in the dark. Okay. With spoon uh, as my GM. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that was really fun i i have a bit of a i've created i have an obsession with ttrpgs oh, yeah. and i right. i have a, an entire bookshelf full of different books uh that i've read almost all of them and i've played about seven of them <laughs> uh <laughs> but i will say that the actually the very first ttrpg i ever played was a bastardization of D&D that was essentially just rolled <laughs> just boiled down to me and my friends rolling a d20 and deciding what happens based off of the number that shows up uh and we called it dunge so nice uh, dunge like it first dunge yeah. dunge i'm gonna put uh, that in season two so <laughs> i played dread and call of cthulhu uh mm. those are really fun as a nice. way to have more realism and mystery and and creepiness in the games that I play. It was really fun. Ten Candles, really good. Definitely. Oh my god, was really fun. Yeah, ten Candles, yeah. Yeah. one shot. Uh, Halloween yeah. is coming up. Yeah, I was uh, just thinking, that's a good time. Good time. To actually, run we, ten did a, we did a Ten Candles on Save the D8 that yeah. Jade ran. Very good. It was really yeah. good. Mm. Um, um, I think Spoon was also my first um, non Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder D and D. Uh, or TTRPG rather, uh, cool. Scum and Villainy. Oh, Scum which, and Villainy! Which was really yeah. bad. I that too. I yeah, it's very good. I, I loved it. Oh mm -hmm. my god, I love Scum and Villainy. <laughs> I also ran Scum, Scum and Villainy for um, Save the D8. And if I if I recall, your character in that was V, 
just the letter v, v which is funny because that was <laughs> all, like for various reasons because <laughs> um, like you know cyberpunk and v the and, cyberpunk and, you know, yeah. game also also uh uh miss magitech's character on yeah, the yeah, yeah, which I didn't realize that I, I did. I actually did, hadn't put that together because her full name is Vivian. Um, and then I just was like Vivi, and then I realized that yeah, that's also v. the cyberpunk protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yes. you, Vivi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so last, I think, more technically question. Um, again, supersonic. Supersonic. Thanks for all the questions. Yeah. A lot of questions. Supersonic. Mike. champion. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> How did the idea of introducing fast D&D style healing come into play? That's slow, question one. Slow Not healing dying. is boring. Next slow question. healing is boring to listen to. Yeah. Mm, I I, we don't want to die and we, gotta, <laughs> we have to yeah, keep Also, we, we paid for art for these characters. So if they leave, they have to leave for a good reason. <laughs> I know. So when you have the art, you're committed. That's it. Yeah, yeah. If, if a character's got really good art on a show you're watching, mm -hmm. they're probably fine. Mm -hmm. Or they're coming back. They got art. It has art, plot, art, plot armor. armor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of plot armor there. But also because, I mean, it's it, what am I going to do every episode? Be like, and two weeks later after their legs and arms have been repaired. I could... <laughs> Yes, but can we just assume that, like the 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 domino job getting him getting him back took a year. There was a Christmas moment, there was a Halloween moment, but it only took a year. But it did take time, I guess. I don't know. I I, mm -hmm. I think it's a really good question, but it needs must. It was kind of mm -hmm. boring to have like constant medical attention needed. Yeah, it was way more I mean, fun it... to make it narratively important. So it still feels valid in the world. Yeah, I think it just it also just subtly changes the aesthetic, the vibe, the tone of the show where mm. like, yeah, we could do it where it takes a few weeks to like a more realistic gritty approach. And that would totally change the tone where I think well, the tone that we have now is a lot more jovial. And like, it's almost like you're watching a, like an anime, right. Where mm. it's like heightened uh, and fun. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're going to jump into some fun lightning round questions okay uh and patreon question from pirate rabbit sim what's everyone's favorite vending machine location the one at the bar <laughs> Next uh what's the cruise brunch orders this is from uh go go lolo stream brunch orders my favorite vending uh, machine locations. shots oh wheatgrass shots yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mine was biotech uh, eggs on rice uh, Hard-boiled eggs and chili. Benedict's, straight up. Hash browns on the side. This is, this is Jeb's order, right? Like, it's not my Oh, answer. I guess, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> order is avocado toast. We've shot in their yeah. entire life, so. <laughs> uh, favorite recurring bit from Swirly Inc.? Any recurring bits that are your favorite? Don't trust Jeb. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. say Jeb's Jeb's sound effects. Yeah, sound effects. Yeah, Jeb being <laughs> um, an idiot and everyone hating him is so fun. <laughs> Steve's. Uh, the Steve's, yeah. Steve's are good. Uh, Desiclis asks, what are some of your favorite quotes? Any any quotes? I like that there's always a one line, like some sort of great... Role like, for and... bureaucracy. Okay, okay. There, there you go. Yeah, that's, a, good that's one. a very good one. That's one of yeah. my faves. Uh, Don't trust uh, Jeb. <laughs> don't trust and uh, and do not get arasaka prime 
Yeah. I feel like all of our buttons are pretty gold. So yeah, we, we work really hard on our buttons. It's kind of silly. I mean, okay, hold on. Don't listen to him. We do not work very hard on our buttons. They <laughs> just they just happen, and sometimes and they're, they're great. And sometimes we have to do every a episode. few different. My cast uh, is fantastic. You know. Don't listen to Spoon. <laughs> uh, how much money do y'all have uh, at the end of the season? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Like zero. Uh, too much. I, Jeb doesn't know how much money he has. He just knows that That's he has too more much money than he answer. normally does. <laughs> uh, oh, I've lost money since then. Oh. <laughs> I can't. But unfortunately, like fifteen thousand eddies. I can't unfortunately tell because I have quite a bit of funds in the stock market and in some original uh, <laughs> bonds. So uh, yeah, money. it's all kind of tight uh, right now. Sad, sad Sano question. Um, R.I.P. Sano says Gogolo Stream. Does he have a drink named after him at the bar? If so, what's in it? It's the Straight Edge. Yeah, it's the straight edge. Uh, and I think That's it's amazing. hot. I think it's hot sake. That's the main okay. spirit. Ooh, ooh. I like that. Sounds good. What do you think? What do you think, Kendall? Would you yeah. add anything to that? Mm. No, nah, that sounds right. Yeah, maybe some mint. <laughs> mint. I don't know. It has to be a cocktail, right? I don't know. It's spice, <laughs> hot tea. <laughs> oh, so like a uh, shot of so like a splash of Tabasco in it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Bronx Smash, has Remy thought of a new brain case, a little less bulky and modern? Oh, I kind of like that. What? No. You're like not going to air? MacBook Air! What? This conversation. <laughs> like, this is Remy's identity. Like, Remy, like, imagine Remy's had this head since Remy was a teenager. So, yeah. like, to Remy, that's Remy's identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, why would I ever want to get rid of it? Does Iona know if Jeb will ever get over his cannibalism with bite body fuel testing? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, is the, have, have you not listened to season one? <laughs> I'm not, not, yeah, yeah. Body fuel bite testing. That was right. Yeah. The, the, Jeb is not a cannibal by choice. Let's put it. Yes. He does sometimes still get hungry. The effects do not go away. Not true. Jeb chose to do something. To, chose to uh, take a hey, didn't, he drug, didn't, and yeah. that turned him into a uh, unwilling cannibal. That was she, not she's a cannibal. Junkie. Cannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It, it, uh, it, no, I, it should fine. fade. It, Look, it should. It will fade. fade eventually. Kind of. I don't know. Oh, just get that. We haven't gotten that far. Yeah, <laughs> this this last question from Bronx Smash, I like. Will oh, oh, I don't know. We'll see. Will Binary Dragon call me his little cowpoke and Vandal's voice if we meet in person? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. One last question. Um. Well, we'll do like two more questions. So this again more in honor of sano um any favorite memories for sano any yes just rapid fire sano memories um there was it it's like the first time that sano and iona are alone um and we're having a conversation like really close face to face sitting sitting down in chairs uh in like the upstairs of no latency and we're just talking about um taking down Arasaka and I think that I really took Sano by surprise by you know letting him know that I was on his side 
um, even though I'm a blood sucking corpo. <laughs> um, and that like it it was just so beautiful. Um, and I it's my favorite moment with Sano. Mine too. With you too, I mean. I I have a couple. Most of them are usually in the Sano and Retro show, which I don't know if all of them have been released, so I don't want to let the surprise loose. But I think my f- favorite one, again, um, was in the very beginning when... Um, because <laughs> me and Kendall have been friends for quite a while since college. And we kind of had discussed that Kendall's character was going to be technophobic and did not like me because of my television head. Right. And when we were in the van and just snarking on each other on just on the dumbest things, there was a literal point internally when we were playing of like, I hope he doesn't really, he's not really mad at me. Because this feels like point where I was like, I really thought that checked. Kendall could have been very, very mad at me. Oh, yeah, it was fun to bicker. Lots of bickering. That's fun. So last question, very last. Now that we've, we're just about at the hour mark for our little yeah. Q&A. Um, so the last question I'll ask is now that Sano is gone, R.I.P. Sano. R.I.P. Sano. Sano. Uh, what are you all going to do for a new player? Or what's, what's the next steps? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do it? Me? <laughs> You know what? You're in. Let's You're go. In. Dab, dab, I'm in. Oh my god. That's how you get it to be in a cyberpunk game, y'all. What have we done? <laughs> uh, Tracy, do you want to do a quick announcement before we fade out? Uh, yes. Um, thank you, everybody, for these awesome questions. I almost got through all of them in an hour. Yeah, so well, thank well you. So many great questions. Um, we'll be back for season two and uh, maybe I'll be joining this crew. Uh, maybe. Yes, I am. There, there's, yeah, you're, you've already recorded <laughs> surprise, it. Surprise. Surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm joining the crew. Yeah. Oh, here's more. Yeah. <laughs> In a cool <laughs> secret. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah Season two starts October 5th. Yay. Be there. Let's go. There you go. I'll listen. Cool. You're still here. Thanks, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> here. Thank you, Tracy, for hosting. Thank you Yay! for joining us on our adventure to continue. And um, and and we we loved working with you, Kendall. You're great. Uh, thank you for bringing Sano to us. Thanks for having me. Super fun. All right. Um, should we all just awkwardly wave goodbye to our cameras for a bit? Yeah. Right. Bye. 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 Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to our Season 1 Q&A. We loved having all of your questions and had a blast going through them all with Miss Magitech. Season 2 starts October 5th with Miss Magitech joining us as Vivi. To find out more about Vivi, check out Jeb's side quest, Racing for Joy, already available in the main feed. Once again, thank you all for joining us on Season 1. And to Kendall for playing Sano in Season 1 as well. Special thank you goes out to our patrons for making all of this possible. And if you'd like to support us too, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash no latency. Don't forget to follow us on all of those socials, Twitter at no latency pod. Check out our new YouTube channel where you can find a video version of this very Q&A. And until season two, we'll see you in Night City. Are you ready?